0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show that's on in the afternoon. We are getting ready for a good show here today. I know, Davey, yes! tell us what this shirt's about, man. DOA
1: This is the greatest movie ever made no, in St. Okay, there we go. Wow. <laughs> there <it is. laughs> Okay,
0: there you go. High praise. <laughs> High praise. There you go. We are talking to Kurt St. Thomas today. He is the director of DOA. Um, and this is streaming now. Yeah. This is great. This is very exciting, man. I love seeing things evolve.
1: That's so yes. cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are going to talk about where you can find it. Uh, a lot of this, so mm-hmm. much of it, as you alluded to, Davey, was filmed right here in St. Augustine, yes. which is pretty cool. So, uh we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the roadblocks that happened along the way. I'm always curious to find out some of the behind the scenes stuff. Right. So last the time stuff- we talked
1: about it, he was just coming out with the movie. Yep, it was the yep. premiere in St. Augustine Film Festival. Yeah. then he went on like this
0: crazy tour like
1: all these different fe- This is
0: awesome. I can't wait to dive this is into great. this. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, we're going to talk about that and uh more. We got your events, we got your horoscopes, all that good stuff. But before we get too deep into it, I will remind you that our friends at Bozard Ford Lincoln help us put on the show and have great conversations like this each and every day. They're celebrating 74 years in St. Augustine in Northeast Florida. Bozard Ford Lincoln is here for you. You can experience their extensive selection of new and pre-owned vehicles, quick and quality servicing, and their parts and accessories shop that's absolutely second to none. Make sure you grab a signature burger at Ford's Garage while you're there. We would recommend the 904 now, (laughs) burger. That's the best. That's Right, they offer services from home delivery to company fleet servicing at Bozard Ford Lincoln your family is their family and they are driven to inspire and also our friends at the Bailey Group of course Uh, if you are turning 65 whether you're working or retired you probably have questions about Medicare and what is the best Medicare option for you lots of people do especially because that stuff changes every single year Mm -hmm. talk to your local licensed Florida Blue Medicare agency. And that is, of course, the Bailey Group. They're going to help you answer all the questions that you need to choose a Medicare plan that is perfect for you. Call today, 904-671-0511 and uh, get on their radar, set up an appointment, and talk to them about uh, these very important decisions that really you should consult with a professional before making yourself.
1: Yeah, they can find an
0: efficient plan for you. That's really important. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's just one of those things. There are a few things that you want to make sure you've got a helping hand with in life. And this is definitely one of them. Uh, Give our friends at the Bailey Group a call. Again, 904-671-0511. And then, of course... Ah, <laughs> a <Mara Metzma. laughs> ah. uh, craving the perfect blend of relaxation and rejuvenation ah marma very <laughs> aggressive forceful. short very very right forceful. to the point yes ah Mara spa is your answer from luxurious spa treatments to advanced medical aesthetics ah mara's experts will personalize a plan just for you enhance your natural beauty with botox dermal fillers or laser treatments and a whole lot more They do a lot for your skin out there. Absolutely. Make you look 20 years younger. Yep. Experience top-notch care in their state-of-the-art facility. Feel refreshed and revitalized at ah, Amara Med Spa. 2100 A1A South. Sweet, too. All right. Surprisingly, after all that madness, Kurt St. Thomas is still here. Yeah, he's, he's a man. He's a man <laughs> of Director of DOA. Uh, <laughs> <need the> <laughs> yeah, a yeah. oh, spot. You're only like uh, seven minutes away from a marimette Yeah. There you go, Kurt. There you go. Well,
2: I, I bought my uh, car from uh, Bozart. Right. Um, you got a Bronco. I, we were talking about that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I also uh, got my health insurance through the Bailey Group. Oh my so God! Wow. <laughs> Perfect. It, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now you're basically the third host of the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Nice, yeah. nice to yeah. be here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> man. Hey,
0: it's good to have you back. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Excited you. for the success of DOA, yeah. seeing how it's going. Um, talk to me about this. Tell people first, I guess, um, what is kind of the basis for DOA? This is a remake of an older to film. Remake.
2: Correct? Uh it it's actually been remade a couple of times, and uh, there's a reason why. Okay. Um, the original movie came out in 1950 and starred Edmund O'Brien, and the guys that made that movie, the original one, uh, it's a classic case. What they did was they didn't properly file the paperwork, oh. so they lost the rights to the movie, oh. and it went into the public domain. Okay, sure. And when it goes into the public domain, that means that you can remake something without, you know... royalties and all that yeah. stuff. Okay. Yep. So it was remade in the 80s with Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan. Kind of a... Comp- basically the same plot, mm-hmm. but different movies. And that's kind of how I fell into it. I was struggling trying to come up with an idea and uh i had made a couple other movies with a, a you know a guy that uh, i worked with and uh we kind of had a bit of a falling out and he was the writer on most of the movies and i was like why we well, really want to make a new movie and i'm a terrible writer and <laughs> so you just chat would the whole yeah, thing right? <laughs> yeah i did um but I just started looking into public domain films, and Ooh. I saw that, you know, this movie, DOA, was in the public domain, and um so John Doe, who's the star of the movie, uh, he's in this legendary punk band X, and there's actually a song that they do called I Must Not Think Bad Thoughts, and in that song, he actually references D.O.A., but not the movie. He references a Canadian punk band. Mm, mm. And uh, he says, what about the Minutemen, Flesh Eaters, D.O.A.? And when I looked at it, I saw D.O.A., and I could hear John in my head. And uh, I just liked the, like, three letters. I thought that was cool. I was like, that'll make a good poster. Yeah. You know, I just, it just kind of hit me. And this was all, like, before I moved to St. Augustine. Oh, okay. And uh, then suddenly uh, Hurricane Matthew happened, Mm -hmm. and my mom's house got wiped out. My mom lived here, and uh, I decided it was, like, at that moment, I should move to be near my mom. Mm. And so I moved here, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. And uh, my mom was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, I don't know. I think I want to make another movie. Yeah. And all of a sudden it just started to click. And then as I started walking around downtown where my house is, I was looking at everything and thinking, this is like a little Hollywood backlot and no one knows about it. And like, look at all these buildings and crazy locations. and, Mm -hmm. um, And then I just started. And then oddly, X played the amphitheater like two months after that. Okay, and so you're I, getting signs here along the way, man. Oh, yeah. it's and then like then I, we got to do I this. I hung out with John uh, for a couple of days, and I, you know, I was like, I'm gonna make this movie, and you're gonna be the guy, and he'd be like, okay. Uh, he didn't believe me at all right sure uh, i've known him for a really long time but he just was like yeah yeah okay yeah yeah and then that kind of went on for about two years and uh, i wrote like three versions of the script and they were all terrible and then i finally hired this uh guy nicholas griffin who was uh john actually introduced me to him and he's a great writer um he wrote this movie, Matchstick Men, with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, great movie. Wow. And he really. What he did was so cool because we took the basic premise, but then I would send him pictures, I'd be like, there's an alligator farm here. There's a lighthouse. There's this steam room in the middle of the Lightner Museum. There's yeah. a cool barber. Price's Barbershop's really cool. And he would just weave those locations into the script, which is really genius, because if you see the movie, you're like, Huh. Like, how did he come up with, like, making Mayjack, who's the gangster, like, the owner of a barber shop? You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. stuff like that. Okay. So that's pretty much
1: how it all happened. Wow. Great creativity and great minds yeah. just colliding there to make something awesome.
2: So it, what kind of obstacles did you have, like, on set? Well, I mean, this is a true independent film, um, all self-funded. And, I mean, we had tiny crew and, um, I mean, just that alone right there, you're already stacked up with millions of problems and little incidental things, but... Parking, I mean, that's what we all do. Parking (laughs) parking is a problem. Uh, But because it was a period piece and it takes place in 1949, you know, we had to eliminate modern elements and... Sometimes that's really easy just by putting the camera a certain way. You're like, okay, we can frame out that stop sign or that traffic light or whatever it is. But other things which you don't think about when you're ready to make a movie are things like sound. Mm. So... I had this classic um, meltdown in the middle of the movie. There's In, in the movie, there's a scene where it's a, a very poignant kind of emotional scene with um, the lead character and the, the woman who works for him. And he's kind of basically admitting that he's dying and he's giving her all of his money and she's crying and it's very emotional. And we filmed it right in front of the Leitner Museum. So in the in the movie, we use the front of the Lightner as the Ponce de Leon Hotel. Mm. Uh because Flagler College wouldn't let us film across the street. Of course, yeah. Right. Um so we're like we're set up, we have the car out there, and uh the one uh actor, she has to cry and it's a you know big thing and we're I'm walking around with headphones on, and we're like, we're ready, we're ready. Okay. So it's like, take one. And they start and they're, you know, going. At and like all of a sudden, this motorcycle goes down King Street. Oh, and it's just. Like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, <laughs>
0: what?
2: Like, you know, we're like, cut. Okay. Reset. Take two. All of a sudden, a truck. Goes yeah. up King Street. Uh, and I'm like, are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Like, yeah. and you can hear it. It's just right, right through the microphone. No avoiding it. Yeah. This is not going well. Take three. The motorcycle turns around and comes back down <laughs> oh. King Street. I'm like, come on. Are you kidding me? So then we finally kind of settle in. Take fours going okay. Take five starts. And there are. It's like really quiet and everything's going. All of a sudden I can hear this. Oh, no. And I'm like, who's whistling? And I'm just looking around. I'm like, now I, I'm outside of the car, but I'm looking around. I'm freaking out. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm like... Who's whistling? You know, and I'm just losing my mind and it's Bill O'Reilly moment. I look here. over and I see this guy and he's just walking his dog mm-hmm. and he's walking past the Casa Did Monica. You flip
0: out on this poor man. Oh I did.
2: <laughs> I lost it. And I'm like, stop whistling. Stop whistling. We're trying to make a movie here. Right, and he like... goes, Oh, you poor privileged bastard. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Leveled me wow. in front of the whole crew and I was like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait.
0: that's Saint Augustine people, you're shooting a movie. I don't care. Yeah, I'm I, out here living my life. <laughs> I'm gonna whistle. <laughs> oh,
2: wow, man! One of many things, you sure, know. But, uh, sure, yeah, yeah man. That, that was the that was my low point on the film. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So you obviously one of the most important parts uh that you kind of touched on uh, in in your answer there is making sure that surroundings and vehicles when you're when you're shooting a movie that's supposed to take place in a in a time period so long ago finding vehicles mm. right finding the vehicles that are lining the streets to make it look natural empty streets are not going to look natural cgi super expensive right yeah, um, we so,
2: did do some. There is some CGI in the film. There's about 50 shots that are okay CGI, but I mean it's not like what you think. You know what I mean? Normally it's like green screen and that kind of whole thing. We didn't right. do that. We just digitally had to erase certain things, like when the car goes over the bridge of lions. We had to wipe out all the modern like traffic you know, lights and stuff, little things like that, but you would never really notice. Um, The cars was a real problem when I first got here. Um, Because like in Los Angeles, it's very easy to just, You know, there's like a car rental place where you can just go, Hey, like I would do music videos. I'd be like, I need a police car. And you just call me, you know, $500 a day. Right. right. You know, that kind of thing. But there's nothing like that here. So I would go down to like uh, Daytona to car shows. And I I was trying to meet all these people with cars. Mm -hmm. And uh, most of them were just like, no. No way. I'm not going to let your actors drive the car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, You know, uh, I'll, oh, I want like $3,000 a day. You know, I'm like, nope, way out of my budget. So I bought a car. Uh, th- the main car in the movie is this 1949 DeSoto that I bought. And uh, Emma Keating, who's a producer on the film, she found it on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. And I... <laughs> took an uber up to jacksonville and i got there and i bought it for five grand and i handed the guy five grand cash and i got in the car and i was like cool i'm gonna drive it home and i went about four blocks and smoke started pouring out of it and the whole thing like broke down and I, it was just like oh no this is not a good sign oh no, yeah but eventually it took me about a year to get that car basically usable in okay. the movie right none of the turn signals worked like anything but it was like enough that we could drive it right you didn't need to drive
0: it cross-country you just needed to make sure it was running it for it broke a few down scenes. all the time <laughs> oh, really? um, no, man.
2: it was worth it in the end but then there's all these other cars and i just couldn't get them you know and then luckily i found um sydney over at the classic car museum yeah Awesome. And he just really saved the day there and um, helped me pretty much get all of the cars, except for the police station car, which mm. uh, the police cruiser, which is owned by St. John's County. Mm. And they just it's a, a 1948. Right. I've seen this. Yeah. They the just pull it out white for parades one, right? and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a huge thing because that's in two <laughs> scenes, you know, and it's like. Yeah, actually, a police car—the yeah, real thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. But man. That's Sydney, really cool. Sydney's my hero. And, uh yeah, he is for a great lot of people. Yeah, should, it's yeah awesome. man. Anybody who hasn't been to the classic car museum, I highly recommend it because it. uh, it's great. Got to hey, do so it. So
1: last time we talked, okay, so it was Saint Augustine Film Festival, like I said, and then you went on this like great tour of different festivals. Can you talk a little bit about your journey there and what were the highlights uh, of of each one? Oh boy, let's see. I got to remember all of them. Um what was a notable one?
2: Well, the St. Augustine Film Festival to be honest was like the best. I mean, we sold it out. Yeah. So it was huge. You know, that was like the most attended um festival. We did play at this um festival the Magnolia Film Festival. Oh, I know, yeah. And uh that was like a big deal for me. We sold that screening out too and um my very first movie had played there, uh, which was like 23 years ago or something like that. Wow. And um, that was like kind of the first film festival that I ever went to where I was like, whoa, I'm a filmmaker now, kind of. Yeah, yeah. They really treated you like a filmmaker. And um, the guy that started that festival is this guy named Ron Tibbet, And he was really an amazing guy and really encouraging he was an indie filmmaker as well and he was killed in a horrible car crash like a couple years after that and they've kept the festival going and we won the ron Tibbet award for excellence in film which is like the highest honor at the festival so that was like really i'm gonna get choked up but um (laughs) that was really special to me because you know the whole it was sold out and just to win that and having the connection with him and that's the, special, you know kind of just all came around so that that was one of the best we did a couple other cool screenings we did um one and it wasn't a festival, but um, it was in Austin at the uh, Austin Film Society, which is a great organization that shows just incredible movies. They're so very hip in Austin. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. hip, and that's where John Doe lives actually. Cool. So that was cool. And they did a whole um, film noir weekend, and uh, John was like the host, and we went to that. Now those were just great screenings and uh, really great crowds and. So That's awesome. Some of them, you know. But, yeah, it was was a long journey, and everything was going really well on the film festival circuit, and uh, we were winning awards, and then um, uh, SAG went on strike.
0: Oh, great. How did that affect you? Did that affect uh, you much at all?
2: Yeah, because I'm a member of SAG, and most of the actors in the film are, so we weren't allowed to go to film festivals anymore. Really? That was part of the strike that we're not going to go. And we're not really a part of kind of the whole thing, but because I've been a union member for so long and so is everybody, you know, yeah. most of the cast, mm-hmm. you know, we had to stick with the union because mm. I totally agree with what they were fighting for. Right. And um, so, yeah, I, I had to miss a bunch of festivals because of that. But Do you think that hurt the film at all? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that made it hard was trying to get it out to release and then finally we actually got the screen actors guild to give us a, a interim agreement so we could go out to screenings okay um so then we did a premiere screening in LA which was right that, that was basically a setup to do the streaming. And and then the strike ended like five days oh, after no. that. So it's like, all, all right. in right, the right. yeah. union. You got to do cool. what you got to do sometimes, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah.
0: So uh, we've talked a lot about the making of the movie, some of the ups, some of the downs. But give people kind of the elevator pitch for when somebody says, what is your version of DOA about? Mm. What are you hitting them with? Without giving away too much, without uh, ruining the story for everybody.
2: Um, it's about a guy who walks into a police station and says he wants to report a murder, and uh, they say who's been murdered, and he says I was, and there you go. Ooh. His only lifeline is a deadline. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, There you go. There but, you go. I mean, which is kind of the premise of the original movie, you know? Sure. Um, You know, the guy's been poisoned, and he tries to solve his own murder mystery. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I always love the premise. The original movie, I feel like uh, it misses in a lot of ways. Um, Which is good, because you can fill in those blanks. Yes. I mean, I've even seen on, like... uh, Turner classic movies, like they'll play the original and they'll come on there, like, well, that was confusing, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> and it is cool. I love the original, but I mean, I looked at it and went, I think I can do something different here, mm-hmm. and you did it, man. Yeah. You did it.
1: How's the? How do you differentiate? You know, I'm not going to. I'm being loose here, but saying copying somebody's artwork and being inspired or interpreting someone's artwork. How did you balance that?
2: Well. I mean, I look at it like a lot of people are like, you know, why would you remake a movie? You know, like, why don't you just do something on your own? And I'm like, well, you know, it's interesting when somebody does, you know, Hamlet. Nobody goes, oh, they're remaking Hamlet. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> right. Right. They right. just go, oh, this is, Hamlet. we're, we're their presenting Hamlet. Of, yeah. This is our production of it. And mm-hmm. they do their own tweaks. And I kind of always looked at it like that. I like, like that, yeah. That This is just, you know, a thought. Mm-hmm. And really, if you watch both movies, yeah, there's like, yeah, there's like a couple tiny similarities of like he goes into the police station. Yeah. But then it kind of just goes into all these other things, you know, that. Right. Like I said, like Nick would write in the the mobsters, you know, own a barber shop. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you know, just kind of bending it into our own version and also a lot like what was available, you know, which uh, there's this great independent filmmaker, Roger Corman. He's the king of B movies and. Uh I've read a lot of uh, you know interviews and stuff with him, but his big thing is is like use what you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you have a tank, then make a war movie. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> build around it. <laughs> you know? Well, it's like, okay, we have alligators. Uh yeah. there you go. You know, how do we get the alligators into the story? And it's like, you know. Cool. So so streaming streaming yeah. streaming streaming. People
0: can stream this now. Um, they can. That's awesome. How long have you been streaming? Was that a hard process to get that on the streaming services? Like, uh, is that yeah. frustrating it at was, all? Yeah. Uh,
2: very hard. Well, I so basically, you know, there's a lot of you make a movie. You're like an independent, you know. And then, like, what do you do with it? Right. You you, you enter film festivals. You might get into some film festivals. You'll get rejected from a lot of other ones, you know, try to build up momentum. And then the typical way, or at least it has been the typical way, is that you would take the movie and go out to distributors. And you would try to sell it to a, you know, Lionsgate or whatever it is but that's not easy anymore and it was never easy but now it's even harder because mm. movies are problematic i mean it's it's kind of like the music business it's all changing so you know there was no streaming 20 years ago it was right. like i got to sell my movie we're going to get it in the theaters and then it'll go to home rental mm-hmm. That's the
0: route for everybody back then.
2: Right. Yeah. That that was it. And, you know, if you didn't sell it and it get into the theaters, then it was going to turn into, you know, video. It was going to be a video only release. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's even worse. Um, To get your independent movie into theaters is almost impossible um, without doing a thing called four walling, which is basically you rent the theater and, you know, but then you're putting more money up to right. hopefully get a crowd. Right, renting
0: every theater you would need to in the U.S. would be yeah. insanely. It probably costs more than making the movie itself.
2: When I started making the movie, I blindly thought, "Oh, I will sell this to Netflix." And at the time, uh, you know. It seemed like in 2019, which is when we shot the movie, it seemed like that was a pretty easy path. They and were like,
0: fairly accessible. If for we things had like a that.
2: decent product that we could probably sell it, we might make our money back and it would be like that would be the path. But now all of a sudden, the big like Hulu, Netflix, mm-hmm. uh, Amazon, uh, Apple TV, They're all making their own content now. They've kind of gone to this other model, like HBO. Like when HBO first came out, they used to just show tons of movies, right? right. And you would tune into HBO and you'd be like, oh, cool, whatever. And then they started making their own shows. And like what they realized was, you know, things like, the Sopranos and Curb Your Enthusiasm and like Bill Maher, and like the things that they had exclusively to uh, their network were the things that were actually driving people to subscribe to HBO. That's what Netflix is doing now. Mm-hmm. Like they're not really going out and finding independent films anymore. Now they're like, we're going to make Stranger Things season five, six, seven, whatever. Right. Yeah. So. We went out to distributors and basically they would say, like, well, we're going to put it on Amazon and Apple TV. And I'm like, okay. Well, why? Like, you know but we're not going to make our money back. Like They wouldn't really, the deals were terrible. Really, And I just kept turning the deals down. I was like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not going to lose my movie for 15 years. Cause that was most of the cases. Like you're basically signing your life away. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, no, I'm going to self distribute it. And I'm going to figure out how to do this. And I basically hooked up with um, an aggregator they're called. And, um, they helped me place it, and that's how I got it on Amazon and Apple that's and awesome, uh, Google and YouTube and all of that. So okay, so it's
0: all the it's everywhere you just mentioned and more. I would mm-hmm. imagine,
2: right? It's yeah, everywhere. And voodoo, um, right? And it's going to be on other places eventually as like things go on. Like I'll probably be on Tubi. Um, yeah. I'm working out a deal with. Uh, I don't want to say yet because it's not done yet, but I, um, yeah. I have another cool. Like, very independent streaming source that wants to do, like, a special thing. So, but it, yeah, it was not easy at all. And uh, a lot of hoops to jump through. And also, you know, for the most part, it's me. Right. Uh, You know, I have uh, Nick Griffin, who's the writer, and he's a producer, and I have Emma Keating, who's a producer, and my girlfriend, which I wouldn't be able to get out of bed. Like, I mean, you know, (laughs) she doesn't keep my head straight, you know, but uh, a lot of just grinding and phone calls and emails and um, things that, you know— have nothing to really do with being an independent filmmaker. Right. You know, right. suddenly I'm in the marketing and yeah. Yeah, technical yeah. things and, um, but you're hitting it out of the park. I mean, everybody, everybody in town knows about DOA. Absolutely. I just hope they rent it. That's yeah. it. yeah. Let's that's do it. this. Or yeah, if if they really want to buy it, that would be even, even better. better. I make more money off the <laughs> box. <bus, so. laughs> yeah, right.
0: That's awesome. Well, uh, Kurt, thank you so much for coming by, man. Thanks yeah. for having me it's again. It's always so Great fun to, to pick your us. brain, man. Um, and yeah, always fun conversations. Appreciate you coming Thank by. Thank you brother. so much. Awesome. Awesome chat. And congratulations.
2: Very yeah. cool. Just very cool what you're doing, man. I'm going to have to get you guys in the next one. You know? For sure. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're in. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Kurt St. Thomas, everybody. Director. Amazing human being. Yes. Yeah. So man. inspiring.
1: And I love that the landscape of our town is in the, in the movie. It's yeah. so, so cool. It's really cool, man. Yeah. Really awesome. Rent it. Buy
0: it. Do it. Buy it. Yeah. Buy it. Buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Stream it 17 times. Yeah, <laughs> that's listen, it. Listen man. to those footsteps. listen oh. to those footsteps. Clay did the footsteps. Yeah. That's right. right. Clay was a sound guy on this. Clay's the best sound guy in town. In the world. In.
1: <laughs> yep, we're going the with world. It. <laughs> In
0: the world. Don't tell him that. He's going to leave the show. No, he, w- he can't. He, he, knows he I can will. if somebody offers him a lot more money than we do. <laughs> Not if I
1: have anything to do with it. I will, Gosh, find you, Clay, and I will whip you back <laughs> into the
2: studio. I paid him nothing.
0: Wow, so <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Clay, you need an agent, yes, man. An aggregator, an agent. too, while you're at yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, you can sit back and relax as Old Town Trolley's licensed and talented tour conductor share over 500 years of St. Augustine's history, culture, and old world charm while you experience unforgettable views aboard their open-air trolleys. Uh, if you're a guest, you're going to enjoy the city's European flavor, the brick-lined streets and the sights, such as the Castillo de San Marcos, the Fountain of Youth, Henry Flagler's former Ponce de Leon Hotel. They won't let you film it, though. Mm-hmm, typical. right. <laughs> <laughs> 90-minute tour featuring 22 stops and covering more than 100 points of interest. Guests can also use their ticket all day for on-and-off boarding, so you can get off, eat some lunch somewhere, and hop on a different train. Maybe you don't like the people that are on your train. Mm -hmm. Maybe your little seat neighbors, you don't like them. They smell. Right. So you can hop off at one section and get back on with some new seat neighbors. Which is so nice. (laughs) Yes, it is. (laughs) Um, And uh, make sure you take advantage of that Hometown Pass as well. Get some free
1: admission. HometownPass.com. And for 44 years, All-American Air has been serving St. Augustine and its surrounding counties, including St. John's, Flagler, Duval, and Putnam. Their areas of expertise include warranty and non-warranty service work for all makes and models of AC units. They have preventative maintenance service agreements, new construction installations, and equipment replacement with high-efficiency systems. For the most efficient Lennox home systems, the (laughs) iComfort (laughs) Ultra Smart Thermostat All-American Air has the greatest and latest in your HVAC products. Give them a call today,
0: 904-461-0070. And of course, our friends at Bin39, who are open to the public from 8 to 8 daily, you can stop by and discover this local treasure right there at the end of St. George Street on the Orange Street side. They are open. They have music on the patio. I'm sorry, Thursday through Sunday from 1 to 7. Great, vibrant scenery. uh, Really a a great place to treat yourself. Yes. Do it for yourself. You can bring friends along, but do it for your day. Yeah, do it for yourself (laughs) for once. Yeah. Enhance your palate at bin 39. Uh, and give them a call and get on that wine tasting list, by the way. 904-827-5740. And a huge congratulations to
1: Katie, who just got her sommelier. Um, she just passed her big uh, test for oh, yeah. wine connoisseur in that family. Yeah. And that is an awesome moment. So That's awesome. She trained so hard for that. So I'm That's excited great. that she
0: passed. Dual citizenship. Yes. Very She's nice. Somalian. Yeah. That's she awesome. can do anything. Stupid. <laughs> Proud of her. Yeah. Congratulations. All right, let's mm. see. It is Thursday, so we've got Libra and Aquarius on deck for horror scopes. <laughs> let's get this rolling, Clay. Right. beautiful. Nice. Tranquil. Libra, indecision will be your downfall this week. Your inability to make a choice will leave you feeling stuck and frustrated. While you may strive for harmony and balance, your constant wavering will only lead to chaos. Wow. It's time to make a decision and stick with it, stupid. (laughs) I said stupid in this one. That's good. Even if it's not the perfect one. Mm. Here we go, Aquarius. Oh, Aquarius, your rebellious spirit will get the best of you this week. Your refusal to conform will lead to unnecessary conflict and alienation. While it is a great uh, thing to stand up for what you believe in, it's also essential to pick your battles wisely. Mm. Not everything is worth the fight. And yeah. you can't fight anyone. Okay. There you go. Oh, well. Some good f- advice, I guess. Well, it's feedback of some yeah, sort. some sort. Yes. <laughs> yeah. (laughs) Uh, What feedback you got for us now, man?
1: Hey, we got a call to action for our friends over at Epic Cure. Um, Big shout out to our local Walmart. Can't believe that left my mouth. But yes, a a big (laughs) shout out to our local Walmart for the nice discount they gave for 240 turkeys, to be exact. They are still 500 short to feed the families in need. So um, if you want to donate, go to epic-cure.org and uh, let's get some turkeys on some tables. that will be fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, join somebody for their, do- <laughs> this is the read, join them for a d- joy-filled celebration at, oh, Wild Heart Boutique, there we oh, go okay. <laughs> they have a holiday market coming up on Small Business Saturday, y'all, that's coming up, yep, I can't believe we're here Step into a wonderland of amazing gift ideas, treats, bubbly and unbeatable deals, all curated for you, so check out our friends over at Wild Heart Boutique, and they're doing a really cool thing, and supporting our friend Kathleen Miner at Hopeful Handbags, they're doing a uh, hopeful holiday tree with radiant lights and beautiful arrangements. All proceeds of the ornament sales will benefit hopeful handbags. Crucial work to end domestic violence and empower survivors and their families. I love this partnership. Those are two powerful ladies in town. So remember, save the date. Saturday, November 25th, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Hopeful Holiday Tree at Wild Heart. Very nice.
0: Cool. And I know Susan Swearington was just on yeah. recently on Mike's show. Yeah, with Amanda. So yeah. cool.
1: Uh what else do we have on the agenda? Okay, we have Christmas on the farm. This is happening November 24th through December 16th. This is happening at Sykes Family Farms um over in Elkton. Um uh, they have some tickets. Uh they tickets go on sale uh through 9 o'clock p.m. This is the biggest uh, part of their season. So yeah, to check them out at psycho-s-y-c-o uh, farms.com. Right. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> We also love our friends at Panache. Oh, I was there yesterday. Oh, okay. What'd you get? Hydrofacial. Oh, okay. That was my birthday present. It was very, very, very special. That was awesome. Nice. Good for you. She did a great job.
0: Well, they've been uh, making people feel special on their birthdays and on their not birthdays since 1987 when they opened their doors to be a cut above the rest. Their mission at Panache is to care for their team, their guests, and our community from scalp to soul and bring joy to the world one service at a time. The Panache difference is their carefully chosen and highly trained staff that's there to exceed your expectations. The same goes for their elegant salon space. It is really nice in there mm-hmm. It's like like being transported into a whole different world it's so fun. They're dedicated to guest comfort and devoted to innovation and artistry. They're <laughs> focused on making your day and continually raising the bar. They're also proud to align with Aveda's mission of ethical and sustainable business practices and their high fashion aesthetic Wow. Oh. Give them a call, get on a list, make a reservation, panache.com. I guess just go to the website.
1: Yeah, and schedule it up. that will be great. It's easy. And the United Way of St. John's County is a champion in our community. Together, they create opportunities, foster education, and improve the lives of those in need. But they can't do it alone. They need you, your passion, and your generosity. Together, they can create a brighter future for every individual in St. John's County. By investing in education, health, and financial stability, they're building a stronger, more resilient community for all. Check them out today, unitedway sjzorg All right, man. Let's end the show. All right. How are we doing it? We have the funniest fashion fails today. Okay, right? let's get into it. First, uh my dad found a face in his pocket of his pepperoni pizza pants. Oh, whew, That's, that's weird. I yeah. thought that was
0: the zipper. That's, so, that would have that so would have been even, weirder. Been even, weirder. Been even weirder. Be weirder. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> next up, this is the best Nike brand off brand ever. Whoa. <laughs> just, just face, face it. <laughs> okay. which upside down. Okay, just this next one just read the white part
0: what's so p- <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that is so funny
1: uh next up this is this guy's new ugly sweater that is it's, oh not, all right is that flesh tone yeah, that's not, yeah not
0: good next up oh michael jackson <clears throat> backpack uh, is that michael jackson mixed with the saw guy i feel is that, that an autopsy photo something of michael jackson very
1: augmented there something like not right just as aw- way too creepy yeah Oh, you should get these for your mom for Christmas. $600 Balenciaga shoes spotted on the subways. Are high-heel Crocs.
0: I don't think so. No, sir. she won't wear nope. this. no. Nobody Next will. up, lies. Wow, lots of air in those bags. <laughs>
1: lots of air, yes. Next up, I'm, I'm not mad this one. I saw this backpack. It looks like a McDonald's look bag. Look kind of cool, actually. All right. <laughs> Ooh, this next one. My friend ordered herself some new gloves off from eBay.
0: Mm. Do they look like zombie hands? It's like a monstrosity. It's yeah.
1: horrible. Yeah. Oh, look at this last one. Uh, Victomia's
0: uh, Sucre. <laughs> Sucre. Sucre? Okay. Yeah, all grand Victoria's Secret, jeez, ribbed for her pleasure. Yeah, uh, keep that one a secret. Or yeah, a keep that a secret. <laughs> Super. Uh, all right, man. <laughs> hey, fun show today. Thanks again to <laughs> yeah. Kurt St. Thomas for coming in to talking about DOA. You can stream that, buy that, get it everywhere you stream and buy movies. Love it. And uh, thank you for getting some good stuff there for the funnies. All yeah. that good stuff, man. And Clay for pressing all the buttons. Thank you guys out there for watching. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye, everybody.